0: It's spring break, everybody. We're going to take a little bit of a break from politics this week for Miami Music Week. Now, in its 10th year, I am in Miami for the entire week, going to be providing coverage for the Miami Herald and this Substack. So, no politicians today. A party promoter. Instead, Juan Arnau, the guest on the pod, head of the Elro Party, which will be popping off in Factory Town in Miami. Thursday night, I will be there. It's audience immersive, there's inflatables, there's confetti, it's colorful. Time to culture yourself with Juan now and electronic dance music on Too Close to Call. Juan, how do I say your last name so I first get that correctly? Arnau? R Now, I, I got it. Yeah. Okay. I'm David Katneys, and I have a podcast here called Too Close to Call. I'm actually in Washington, D.C., Oh okay. But I will be covering Music Week for the Miami Herald. I wanted to talk about the show you're putting on, Elro. <laughs> I am I, I am a promoter, uh, but also
1: most important, I am a creative mind. Um I created uh, I started the row back in 2010. Um so it's been
0: 13 years. years
1: yeah, 13 years, but if you discount uh, COVID
0: <laughs> oh right, right, right.
1: Eleven.
0: <laughs> right. COVID <laughs> took two years of our life for sure.
1: Yeah, but uh, we we come from a family from a family that is being in the entertaining world uh, for more than 140 years. So oh, wow. my sister and myself have been doing uh, this for 12 years, but we have been part of the family business, which is being entertaining people since 1870. And wow. so I am, we are the sixth generation doing the same so all music entertainment music at the beginning was the, the first like the first things we did in the family was cabaret girls from town to town and my great 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 grandfather was okay. selling wine and this is how we started but then we did like bars uh, casinos then the first saloons uh, before the civil war then the first, then we did the first, Uh, dancing halls, discotheques, uh, everything. We did the evolution of the music in the family. So from rock to pop to electronic music to everything.
0: So you are carrying the family banner ahead into the electronic music scene. Where are you based? We are based in Barcelona. So is that where you are now, Barcelona?
1: Yeah, yeah. That's where we have got the headquarters and where we have got the workshop where where we produce everything. Okay, so is that where... El Row was conceptualized? Yeah. So El Row was born in 2010, as I was saying. And um, we started as an after party uh, in our club in Barcelona, in the city, um, which is a club next to the airport, 14 kilometers away from,
0: from downtown. And what's um, the club called in Barcelona? El Row. Oh, it is called that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, and,
1: and, and we started as an after party. But when we decided to do these parties every Sunday morning from six o'clock in the morning to two o'clock, I told my father that we really had to reinvent the wheel. And instead of focusing only on the DJs and bring them, which is basically what my father started in Spain, back in the days, he was the first guy that introduced electronic music. So he started, he's the pioneer of electronic music in Spain uh, back in the early 90s. Um, and basically we own another club florida 135 which is the, the biggest techno club in spain really well known and it's still open and this is where we started bringing electronic music all these electronic acts. okay so basically we opened this club in barcelona it wasn't it wasn't successful at night because basically we tried to replicate uh, the model of bringing a a really big international dj and getting more and, and, and making some money basically everyone in the last 20 years has been copy pasting uh, the, the, the model that my father started, which was basically bringing the, the top international DJs. And when we did a row, uh, row 14 back in the days, was it wasn't successful. We lost a lot of money. And then my father told my sister and myself, listen, why don't you open up uh, Sunday mornings? And I told him, listen, I would love to do that, but we have to do something fresh and new and we have to forget one second for the international DJs. And we have to think again what I want as a customer and what, our, and what our customers want when it comes about party. And let's forget about proper illegal after party and let's think about something creative. And let's try to make them wake up in the morning, take a shower and come to the, to the club instead of coming from another club. Uh, like basically make it a was,
0: destination in itself
1: that's it that's it so basically it started in a really organic way uh, at the beginning was like three four hundred friends partying every sunday morning but back in the days we were already starting to play with uh, games dressing up you know like giving interacting things you know like toys inflatables um, yes. and and it was like that for the first two three months and we decided to bring some actors and steelworkers in in order to interact more with the crowd. And three, four months after, we started decorating the club. And, and basically, we have been, you know, like remodeling and, and, and polishing the, the concept year after year, show after show, until, until, until today. And we never stop innovating. Why is it named El Rowe? El Rowe comes from a club that my father opened when we moved to Barcelona. I am from a small town, from Fraga. Uh, which is a 2,000 people town where we do Florida 135 Club and Monegros Festival in the middle of nowhere between Madrid and Barcelona. So basically, I came here when I was, I came to Barcelona when I was 18 uh, in order to go to university with my sister. Uh, We all moved here and my father decided to open a a club every Thursday night for 1,000 people called ROW, R-R-O-W, okay? Which means lines, ROW was a cool name to explain what we have been always trying to do in the family, which is trying to be in the cutting edge, delivering something fresh and new.
0: On the line? On the line, that's On it. On the line.
1: Okay. So and now then, this... And then basically the new club was Row 14 because it was 14 kilometers away from downtown. And when my father told me uh, to do this party Sunday morning, I said, okay, everyone is already saying they come to a row. Instead of changing the name, let's keep a row. And we have L as a Spanish team and Ro uh, from your old club in Barcelona London. How many cities does it hit in a year? Well, like we do a lot. We do more than 100 shows worldwide. Wow. We do about 30, 40 countries and about 80 cities worldwide.
0: How long have you done Miami Music Week?
1: Fuck. If I am not mistaken, 2016, I think we we did the first show for 1,000 people, and 2017 for sure.
0: If my listeners don't know what it is, I've I have not been to Elro yet. I've seen the pictures, I've seen, you know, the Instagrams on yeah. it. How would you describe it to people? Yeah. How it is different than sort of a regular, yeah, electronic yeah. music show.
1: What I say is it's a theatrical immersive show, but every time I have to explain it, I divide it in four parts, okay, four bits. Uh, 25% is uh, decoration because it really helps to get people absorbed or immersed in our narrative world, and they are more open to dress up, interact, okay? One is decoration, the other 25% Obviously, it's music, uh, we try to bring uh, the top or, or the coolest electronic uh, music DJs from all over the world, they have to deliver, we, don't, we usually don't play EDM, but we play a lot of different music genres, especially in festivals, in our own festivals. The other 25% is all the interactive, path, interactive uh, parts that we deliver to the crowd, which is actors, uh, steelworkers, games, toys, confetti, confettis. CO2, inflatables, you name it. You know, like this is another for me. this. All of this is like all the interaction part uh, that we have in the show. And the last 25%, which is always the most important, is the audience itself. When you manage the audience to be part of the show, active part of the show, and then is when the brand becomes successful. And this is what we have managed to do in Barcelona after one year. And, and that's the main reason we have been able to travel to, to so many cities and growing and, and going bigger. Because at the end, the audience feel part of the, of the family and they feel part of the brand itself. And when you achieve that, the, the, the energy is something, something really special and unique.
0: How do you change or alter the show for Miami Music Week? Or do you at all?
1: Uh, we, every year we create two new themes. Uh, right now, we have got 40 different themes uh, traveling around the world with, a, with about 60 different sets, okay? So we are like a hyper-creative company, and every year, we bring new, new themes to every single city. So we never repeat the theme to any city we will, we, huh. we travel. Okay? You never repeat a theme in a city? Never. So whatever you see in Miami, week, in Miami, you will never see it again. In Miami, in Miami, in Miami. Okay, so for instance, we have been going there since 2017 or 16, and we have never repeated a theme ever. So what's the
0: theme this year for 2023?
1: This year we are now bringing a Olympic Games. So oh right, Olympic Games, rowing
0: Olympic Games.
1: That's it. That's it. It's inspired in athletics. So am I going to have to work
0: there while I'm in the crowd?
1: (laughs) Kind of, you know, like, yeah, it's inspired, like, in the old book, Asterix and Um, It's a French book, and and we we got a lot of inspiration from there. But also, it's a way for the people to play games, to interact, you know, like to dress up. So, yeah, we created this theme probably seven years, six years ago. It's been really successful. This is the first time we are bringing this theme and set design uh, to America. So we are really excited about that one.
0: So as someone who cares about his aesthetic, what should I wear to this show?
1: Anything athletic, sports, you know, anything works, to be honest, at the rope. you know, like can be fluor, colorful, whatever, because at the end, the most important is to have fun and be surrounded by people that are dressing up. So at the end, everything works at the rope. But anything athletic, anything, you know, like like pretending you are going to the gym, which, which I think it really works in Miami because everyone... Goes to the gym there, uh, so uh, that 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 will work for sure. Every hour or two, we do a full show of actors, steelwalkers, confetti, and toys. So you know, like it's true that there is a narrative uh, through the night, and and they are part of that
0: narrative, but they adapt really well. How competitive is it for you to go into that this that week? And compete against all the other shows. Obviously, Ultra is the anchor show. You're not. It's on a different night, obviously, than Ultra. It'll be on the Thursday, uh, yeah. March 23rd at Factory Town, is where uh, this Elro show will happen. But just competing at all in Miami Music Week, how do you analyze that yeah. and compare it to other places that you I, go? I see that. I see that as, a, as an opportunity
1: <laughs> for for us. Um, or, or the way I think is every time we go to a cities that are already hosting, you know, a bigger electronic events that are bringing people from all over the world is an opportunity for us. You know, it happens in Miami. It happens. It happens in our Basel in December. It happens at AVE in, in Amsterdam in October. So every time a city manages to bring uh, so many different brands, uh, DJs and obviously people from all over the world. And we take it as an opportunity because at the end it's a showcase for us. You know, like I am not really thinking what are the other brands are going to do. I am thinking is, okay, I have to deliver something really unique and special. So people come, have fun, and they repeat again and again and again.
0: Okay, final question is the hardest one. Who is your favorite DJ, Juan?
1: He's been, my favorite DJ is being always Logan Garnier. And he's a French DJ that started... uh, also in my father club when he was 19, 20. And, and the reason why is because he really delivers something special in every single set. Say his so, name one more time, Luang? Luang Garnier. Loang, Garnier. Garnier. Yes. Garnier. That's it. That's it. I am not French, so probably my accent is not, is not, is not, is not the right one.
0: Uh, Nor am I, but I, but I wanted yeah. to get it right so our listeners... Yeah, he's fix, really, really good when it
1: comes about, about doing sets because, because he, he's all, he always delivers something
0: unexpected, which is great. The Elro party is Thursday, March 23rd in Factory Town. And Juan Arnau is ahead of the whole show. And we thank him for coming on Too Close to Call. Thank you so much. Thank you everyone for listening
1: and I hope you can make it and, and enjoy it all together because at the end, a row without the magic of, of the audience and the fans uh, wouldn't be possible.
0: Excellent. I will be there, Juan.